Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Safe. How are you feeling? I still have this, um, this head thing. What the hell is going on here? It's in the air, in the water, in our homes. Oh my God. It cannot be seen, cannot be heard, cannot be stopped. We can turn it on and off like a switch. We just don't know how to make it go away. It is not alien. It is not viral. You are perfectly healthy. You might want to consult someone. Psychiatrist. It is not natural to this earth. Your family and friends tell you that you're overreacting. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Safe, and the story is as follows. Environmental illness sends a California wife to a new age guru's clinic in New Mexico. The film is starring Julianne Moore, Peter Freeman, Xander Berkeley, Susan Norman, Kate McGregor Stewart, and James LaGrosse. It is directed and written by Todd Haynes, and here to join me today for this throwback Patreon exclusive podcast review, I have Nadia Dalamonte. Hi, everyone. And Dan Baer. I love you. I really love you. And now. Listen, as we all endlessly debate what the meaning of this phrase means for the next (laughs) however long this podcast will be. (laughs) Oh, man. Safe. You know, this is one of those movies that I live for these moments here on the Next Best Picture podcast when we can go back and review a film that predates the beginning of the site that has been endlessly debated, talked about. And gives us an opportunity to revisit it with a new lens, hopefully, given that we're so many years now removed from its original release in 1995. It was a Sundance world premiere and was very early in Julianne Moore's career, an indie film uh, by Todd Haynes, who at this time in his career as well had only ever done one other movie before this, Poison. It came at around a time when the independent film scene was certainly booming and made for a budget that was pretty small at the time. It didn't really gain uh, a strong following until a few years after its release. Obviously, Julianne Moore and Todd Haynes have gone on to have really stellar careers. But the legacy of this film in particular, I think, has only gotten better with age. 
I'm curious to know what the two of you think in regards to that and how you feel it holds up today, especially as now we come up to Julianne Moore and Todd Haynes' latest collaboration with May December, which is premiering on Netflix this weekend. So starting off first with Nadia Dalamonte, because Nadia, you recently did a ranking of what you feel were Todd Haynes' best films and safe. You had some really, really positive things to say about it. So I want to hear what you think about it in more detail. Yeah, so I am definitely a big fan of of Todd Haynes and Safe in particular. I I watched it for the first time last fall and could not get it out of my mind. And and I had seen the majority of Todd Haynes's work at that time and after watching this movie it almost instantly became my favorite film of his and that was reignited when I rewatched Safe a few more times and what really struck me about this movie was just how fresh it feels. It does hold up really, really well after the time of its release. I, I really find it to be a, a, almost like a cinematic breakthrough. It, it just feels so fully realized in its vision and manages to be about so many different things. There's so much to debate about it. I think that Todd Haynes manages to really tap into so many different themes and subjects from the AIDS crisis to the health and wellness culture to environmentalism to self-help and sickness not being taken seriously. And it, the movie has a really vast tapestry of ideas and says so much. And at the same time, it's not necessarily it doesn't feel super generalized. It still retains this remarkable uh, specificity and and uh, this singular vision from Todd Haynes. It, I think it works on so many different levels, and I, I love that it can represent so many different things and engage in multiple perspectives. And for me, it really resonates as this story of a woman who's played by Julianne Moore, who's on the outskirts of society. She's relating to this the world that she's in almost on a surface level, like having the perfect couch or playing the part of a perfect housewife and adhering to what she ought to be doing. But she's also lost her sense of self and disconnected from the world around her. And it's really not until she starts feeling ill and become and going through this experience that she starts looking inward. And that takes her essentially from one isolating environment in California to another in New Mexico. And it's it's very very fascinating to watch. I think that it, it's visceral. It's it's precise. It's layered. It, it keeps you in this constant uh, state of of unraveling. And that experience is made even more powerful by Julianne Moore, who gives an astounding performance at the center of it. She is just remarkable in this movie. She's playing to perfection. What is must have been a very challenging role to play of someone who's sort of not in their own skin and, and she's not able to function in the way that she used to at the beginning of the film. And watching her is, is and the way that she mystifies everyone around her, that she has this illness that is invisible to them, but it's incredibly real, of course, to her and, and what she's going through. And 
that is one of the themes that I think is really prevalent to today, as are many throughout the movie. It's I, I'm very passionate about this movie. It's, I think it's one of the best depictions of of isolation and alienation. It's this eerie. It's got an eerie slow burn of character. There's so much that Todd Haynes is saying here about the world and the environments we inhabit. And all of that is reflected through the production of the movie, too. Like the the color schemes and how clinical they can feel with, with the different shades of green and the cinematography and the lighting and the, the locations. It's everything about it works for me. And it just encompasses what I love about Todd Haynes as a filmmaker, really. Okay. Strong words to start us off here, words that I think are going to be echoed uh, by Dan and I, but just to get that mystery out of the way, Dan, do you love this film as much as I think you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I don't know how much you think I do, but I do really like this film a whole hell of a lot. The last time I had watched this, uh, which was the first time that I had watched this, it was quite a while ago um, in that like post-college period when I just had a lot of time on my hands and was using it to watch as many you know movies that I had missed when I was younger as I could. And I was very taken with it for a lot of the reasons Nadia mentioned, uh, mostly because of Julianne Moore and just the unbelievable control that Todd Haynes was exerting over every frame of this movie. And I, I loved it and had not watched it again until just recently uh, for this. And um, it hits different after the COVID era lockdowns. Yes, it does. Another new layer to view this movie <laughs> through. I don't remember a lot of specifics from about how I felt from my first watch. But I, I do remember that like the idea of uh, isolation and, you know, how she ends the movie in this, like this igloo, basically that no one else can come into or even see into and, that this idea that, you know, in order to be safe, to have a safe space, you need to lock yourself away from everyone else and away from, you know, like the idea that the air is kind of poison and all this stuff. It's It really hit me this time a lot more than I remember it hitting me the first time I watched it. Um, but it's really fascinating. I think that this illness that, um, Julian Moore's character Carol is suffering from is just one of the great cinematic allegories it can do it can really be related to just about anything you want you know it can it can be about the, the COVID-19 pandemic even though it was made almost two decades earlier um it can be about i have seen a beautiful analyses of it likening uh what she's suffering through to uh, being in the closet and coming out you can relate it to just women's rights to a more generalized environmentalism in addition to you know just the base solid just an illness which on its own like this is a really terrific 
horror, almost like psychodrama. And it's got some fantastic bits of, you know, social satire thrown in, which I particularly loved. I love it whenever Todd Haynes, I mean, whenever filmmakers in general, but particularly Todd Haynes, because I think he's really great at it. Whenever he goes, you know, really goes in against polite society for lack of a better word and um, goes against the conformist ideas that are part and parcel of that. I, I really take to all of that. The, the horrendous, like almost garish eighties pastels that just create this like prison around her in the first half of this movie. It's, I think it's brilliant. And there are so many, techniques that he uses throughout this movie that I'm sure we'll get to that have this weird effect of putting this great distance between us and the characters, but for such an obvious and profound point that I was just riveted all the way through and I felt so connected to the characters, even though there was this distance between us. A, it's it's really, really incredible, incredible filmmaking. And I can't wait to talk more about it with you guys. So I saw this movie a couple of years ago. And it's been a while since I've rewatched it. I've been meaning to rewatch this though over the years because I remember enjoying my first experience with it but I had a feeling that if I chose the right time it would hit even harder and I was definitely right about that to the point that I'm heavily now reevaluating if this might be my overall favorite Todd Haynes film which considering his career is certainly saying something but I think this movie's best attribute overall is its ambiguity. I love the many different interpretations of what Carol's illness is in this movie. That is so up my alley in terms of what I respond to. They might as well call this movie Carol is Afraid uh, (laughs) to compare it to something like Bo is Afraid in a way Um, because there is, even though that movie I think more clearly defines exactly what is causing that character's level of anxiety here it is such a mystery we don't know if it's environmental we don't know if it's something chemical we don't know any of it but the movie forces us to question these things and as a result of which the conversations that can stem from that can be so fascinating to the point then that you find yourself realizing that you're no longer even talking about the movie you're talking about real world issues so it's the kind of film that i feel like can have great societal impact Unfortunately, because it is a very underseen film, I still think it's highly underrated by people. Um, This movie has never really taken hold of the culture in a way that I wish that it had. And that's why I'm also like really glad to be talking about it with you all here, because I'm hoping that somebody will listen to just even the first uh, opening thoughts that we have here, not having seen the film, and then hopefully seek this out, because I think... To your point, Dan, like kind of also viewed through a lens of today's modern society, I think there's still more layers to be uncovered here with what Todd Haynes and Julianne Moore put together. Uh, Moore, I think, is absolutely incredible here. 
This was her first leading role, I believe, at this point in her career, and she is as magnetic as she has been in the years since then. But there's also something about the way that this character can also act as a stand-in for so many other people out there. It's a very textured performance that never overplays itself. Um, but there's also like a universality to it in the sense that no matter who you are, what background you come from, we all can kind of see a bit of ourselves in Carol and what it is that she's going through here. And I find that relatability from more to be deceptively tricky to pull off, but she does so uh, really miraculously. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt. This is a preview of our review of the 1995 film Safe here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you'll get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.